ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. This is just a quick update that we will be taking a two-week break after this episode, the mid-season finale, and we will be back with a new episode on December 13th. So today we're recapping season two, episode 10, Hell Week. And the episode originally aired on October 28th, 2008. The IMDb summary for the episode is, Pledges are put through the ringer during Hell Week. Casey and Max find their time together may be coming to an abrupt end. And the episode was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. So we open the episode and all of the pledges, the KT pledges, are in the basement of the house and they're dressed in drag and Jeremy is taking photos of them and Beaver is directing them on how to pose. Wait, also Cappy's circling the non-existent fat on like Rusty, Rusty. like the way yeah. sororities haze the girls by like saying oh you have too much fat. Wait, is that a thing? Supposedly, I mean, it's like, yeah, like urban legend, but I'm sure it happens. Oh, that's so dark. Yeah, southern legend. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ben Bennett is spiraling because the KTs have painted his nipples blue with permanent ink. <laughs> they look really bad. <laughs> like, I don't even want to imagine how that happened. Yeah. Um, and then Cappy is, like, giving uh, giving this speech about, you know, not everyone's going to make it to initiation, and um, usually a pledge ends up dropping out or getting kicked out, and every Hell Week they lose someone. Yeah, he says there's a three-strike policy during Hell Week. Mm-hmm. The like, photos are weird, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's giving that episode Anything. of Sister, Sister. Do you remember that where she goes to the modeling casting director and oh. he, like, takes photos of oh her? God. It's, it's a really shoot. weird episode. Like, I mean, really scary. Sister, yes. Sister got real. It got really real, but it was giving that energy. Yeah. And anything with Jeremy kind of freaks me out. He has weird vibes. So then at Omega Chi, we see those pledges are starting Hell Week, and they're doing push-ups. And one of the pledges who like we've never seen before, but he has bright red hair and he is doing push-ups and he cannot do it. He's like completely losing his mind. And he stops doing his push-ups and they dump like what was it, like beef stew? They literally looked like hot shit. Like Ew. I did not know what it was. It was so like I could almost smell it. Yeah. Just by looking Ew. at I, it. I I so just gross. like guessed maybe it was like like a beef stew or maybe. like some, like hot garbage. Yeah, it was um, it was disgusting. And then Calvin, like very soon after after stops as well and they're about to pour it on him, but then Evan stops them and is like, Oh, I'm gonna go take him to clean O'Toole's bathroom and everyone's like, Oh, that sucks. And as Calvin's leaving, instead Evan takes him to the honor room and so it's like just like some random office space basically. Yeah, it's like like a rec room or something. Yeah. And he just says, oh, you just have to clean this. And that he's sparing Calvin because Evan's the president and can basically do whatever he wants. And Calvin starts cleaning. And that's when he finds this box that has all these old paddles in it. And it has the paddle that Rusty smacked Evan in the face with. So weird. It has like a paper wrapped around it with a rubber band. And it says Rusty. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, why would it be labeled like that? Well, then how would we know? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I know why they did it for our sake, but I don't know why Evan would do that. And, um, yeah, it's very strange. Rusty. So then, oh, back at the ZBZ house now, we're seeing how their pledging is, or their Hell Week is going, and it's very different. They're putting on a skit, all of the pledges, pretending to be fraternity brothers going through Hell Week. And that ends and like everyone's very happy with it. This is really the <laughs> contrast <laughs> between yeah. what sororities have to do and what fraternities have to do. Brenda is in it. Brenda's in it. Yeah, so we got her name finally like clearly stated. <laughs> Cleared it's, the air there. It's Brenda, not Glenda. And Rebecca then goes up to Casey and tries to talk to her about the big little gift exchange. But as she's bringing this up, Max walks in the door and Laura's like, Casey, your boyfriend is ruining sister bonding. She's so annoying. And so Casey runs up to go like see Max and kind of brushes Rebecca off. And yeah, we, we already know there's going to be tension with the yeah, exchange. Yeah, something's going on with that. I mean, they're not like, this is what happens when you pick your little out of, to spite them. <laughs> like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I don't really like, I'm just, I'm not a gift giver. It's definitely not oh, my really? love language. So I like really struggle with uh, like gift exchanges. The holidays are always a really hard time for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of agree. I like giving gifts, but I have a hard time with it. It's hard with an exchange too, where you're like, you know, it's one person you have to give it to. I'm just always scared I'm not going to give enough. Mm. This I something love to bring up to my therapist yeah, this week. Dig deep. Anyway, so they go outside, Max and Casey, and they're talking, or Casey rather, is talking about how excited she is for the summer and she doesn't have to do anything for ZBZ because she doesn't have a position anymore. And Max is just kind of standing there and like letting her talk. And then he drops this bomb that he actually got accepted to grad school at Caltech in California. And Casey goes, uh, California, Ohio? And he's like, no, California. And um, it's really puts a damper on things. Like now they have to decide so much. I didn't realize they'd only been dating for a month, but that becomes yeah. very clear. I thought it had been longer. Oh, I thought it had been two months and I thought that that was like a very short amount of time because he does bring up long distance at this point he like mm-hmm. kind of proposes it I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know about that it's been Maxie. Even, yeah it's been even less time it's been a month yeah so oh my gosh then we see Evan is like really dark Evan this episode like not in a way of like he's being evil he's just like sad like his life is depressing me, and I don't like watching scenes with him right now. I know. it's. I feel like it's the more money, more problems, Evan. Yeah, and just, like, f- the Franny of it all. He's struggling with being lighthearted. Yeah, Franny's going, like, full, like, I'm working for Chambers International here. Franny's doing something. She's doing too much. That's what she's doing. So Evan's trying to schedule a vacation with Franny, but she's like, oh, we have all these obligations. We're supposed to get to see your family. Is it Martha's Vineyard that they're supposed to see his family at? I think no, Hamptons. The Hamptons. Oh, yeah. the Hamptons. They also have to meet with realtors. And at this point, they're making it sound like they're moving, like they're buying a house. They're buying a, house, yeah. a mansion on that's, campus. That's what it's seeming like. He's like, that's the only part I'm excited for. And you're like, as the viewer, like, Please tell me these people are not moving in together. Okay, but also still as a viewer now, knowing what happened, why was he excited? I don't know. And she's, yeah, like... I didn't even realize, like, until we're rereading this... That that's what they were talking about. Yeah. So, 
Back at ZBZ, again, stark contrast to the fraternities. The girls, all the pledges are making root beer floats, which I don't really like root beer floats. Do you guys? Oh, I love oh, them. Yeah. I like a root beer float. I'm a it's sucker a for a root like, beer like, float. I don't like a soft drink in an ice cream situation. I'll just have the ice I cream. I get that. Like, it, there is something once, it's I sweet. like it once it's fresh, but once it settles, yeah. it gets weird when it's creamy soda. The really structured bubbles yeah. with the cream and the soda. Yeah, mm-hmm. not for me. I don't know about that. But I like yeah, when it's fresh, still separate, kind float. of. A fresh float is where it's at. Yeah. So, um, Rebecca is trying to talk to Casey again, and Casey, like, brushes her off because she's trying to find Ashley, and Ashley comes up to Casey then and asks if she can get more root beer, and Casey's clearly frazzled at this point, and she's like, that's Franny's job. She's in charge of the pledges, but Ashley says she hasn't seen Franny for a full day. And Casey then asks Ashley, you know, what was it like when you were in your long-distance relationship with Travis? And Ashley goes on this tangent about how awful it was and expensive and, like, emotionally taxing and just all the reasons it sucked. And then Casey says, well, Max is moving to California. And Ashley, like, kind of tries to backtrack. She's like, this won't be that hard for you. I I think, you know, you don't have to even make the decision right now. You can just wait till the end of summer and then go from there, which I think is pretty good advice. So Rusty and Calvin are hiding in bushes, I'm assuming, from... Yeah, for Hell Week purposes. Yeah, to, like, avoid being hazed. Mm -hmm. But... It was confusing at first. Yeah, but Calvin is, like, saying that Evan is going really easy on him, and Rusty's, like... It's the opposite with Cappy. He's actually going so hard on me. And then Calvin tells Rusty that he found the pledge paddle. And Rusty's so happy about this. Like, Rusty's a sicko. He's thrilled by this news. Um, and Dale shows up. And he's behind them in the bush. She goes, you two wouldn't know hell if it poked you in the butt with a pitchfork. <laughs> And um, that's when he's, like, reminding Rusty that he's leaving for the summer that week because he did all of his finals early, and Darwin Lyde is going um, touring the (laughs) Alabama 4-H circuit, so he has to leave early. He's also bringing them sandwiches, which is nice. Yeah. He really, he's supportive even though he doesn't support the activities, and I love that. Yeah, he's so sweet. We see like the sheets moving in Max's bed. It's giving Sims woohoo to <laughs> Yes. Oh, it is. And then <laughs> Casey really and is. Max's heads pop up from underneath his gray comforter and they're tickling each other. I hate it. There's a lot of tickling yeah. in this show. There is, and doesn't she even say, like, you're a science guy, like, you know that tickling someone like, makes you laugh. Oh, my God. What if it turns out the tickle monster was a staff writer? Oh, <laughs> my I didn't gosh. hear anything that they even said. I was just so... I tried to skip it subconsciously. The, the, basically, the gist is Casey is just... She said she's ready to commit to a summer together yeah. and figure it out from there. And he's like, cool. He's yeah. cool with that. He's, He's like good with that. a I think, summer of tickles. I also think he feels pretty confident that he can like convince her to do long distance. Yeah, he he seems like surprisingly calm here about it. Yeah, so now another horrifying scene. At KT, we see a giant bowl, like fish bowl full of goldfish. Live goldfish, not the cracker. And mm-hmm. goldfish yeah. are being scooped into red solo cups. Also, Dave Franco makes a reappearance here. 
And they're handing the red solo cups to the pledges with the goldfish in them. And Beaver hands Rusty one with three. He goes, I accidentally scooped three fish in yours. And like, I don't know if you guys ever heard this. Like, pledges do regularly have to swallow live goldfish. This is a thing. It happened at our school. Oh, I didn't know that. I, like, my mind went to, oh my god, they're all going to have to swallow these goldfish. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously where Rusty's mind goes. Because before Cappy can even explain the rules, Rusty goes, done. And they're like, what? Done? And he's like, he, he swallows. He's like, I finished the fish. Yeah, Beaver hadn't even turned around yet. And he looks in the cup. He's like, they're gone. Where'd they go? And Rusty oh. says, in my stomach. And the guys are horrified. And Cappy explains that they were actually supposed to take care of the fish for a week. And Rusty goes, then why'd you give us bibs? And he said, they're cup holsters. They have like a little, like a, like a little slot for the cup to fit in. And Cappy's like, I can't defend you on this one. It's <laughs> disgusting. He, and he's held three fish. Three. Ew. It's so gross. He has three little swimmers in his stomach. Would they die? I mean, I think your stomach acid would kill, kill them. them. Yeah. Pretty quickly. And it's not like there's oxygen in the yeah. liquids in your stomach. Ooh, what a weird... You're not going to poop out alive. No, but yeah. oh. you're going to poop out three goldfish. Yeah, corpses. Oh, um, that is full so corpse, like owl gross. pellet style. Ew. I'm so <laughs> disturbed by that. And Beaver says, that's strike one. Mm-hmm. So Rusty's on thin ice. So on the ZBZ one, the ladies are painting cats as kind of like a bonding activity. Um, I love this. And I would also love to paint a cat myself. I know, like what? Were were they like ceramic cats? I was a little confused. Like, yeah, like color me mine cats. It was giving like chia pet. Right. <laughs> or do they have an oven awesome. where they're gonna um, bake yeah, them? Yeah, they have a kiln in the basement. <laughs> I used to love a color me mine party because, as like an artsy person, I was always really like good at those kinds of things. Time to thrive. I There's really... one on the Upper West Side. We should go. Oh my god, we should. So Rebecca and Brenda are talking about how cheesy the big sis, little sis gifts are, but then Ivy brings Brenda over like a beautiful orchid, and Brenda is stoked. So they were both kind of not being truthful about that. <laughs> um, then Ash comes over and shows Rebecca the margarita blender that she got, um, and she asks her about her summer plans. And Rebecca is, like, kind of being a Debbie Downer, and she's like, oh, it, nothing, just a front row ticket to my parents' divorce. Yeah. Okay. Oof, that's rough. Ashley, we can only assume, is lying right now, and she says, like, you know, Casey got you a really nice gift for big sis, little sis. I think she's just trying to cheer her up. Mm-hmm. And it works. Like, Rebecca is kind of glowing after she says this. She's like, oh, she did? Like, clearly wasn't expecting it since Casey has been, like, pretty rude to her the past couple of days and the whole year. But just, like, blowing her off. Because Rebecca's been putting her best foot forward. Like, at least at the beginning of this episode, it seemed. Like, she was sincerely trying to, like, connect with Casey yeah, and didn't and she was the one who approached her at the beginning and said, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. She's so cute too. She's like trying not to act excited, but she's like, I Oh, know. she did? Oh. She's like, wait. Okay. Now at the KT house, they're doing like a weird ritual in their basement. And Rusty walks in um, and he sits in a chair facing the actives and he has to stare at this flame. It's called Judgment Day. 
Oh, this, it's, is, this is Judgment Day, and it's supposed to be the waiting room to heaven. He has to tell the actives why he belongs in KT, and he says, I struck down Evan Chambers. Um, I beat the Omega Kai's at beer pong. I made it rain beer, and I unclogged the toilet after chilly night. Like, he really, he, like the ladies of ZBZ, he's kind of, like, putting his self-worth on the way he has... A relationship with Evan Chambers. Yeah. Evan Chambers runs this town. He is the sun and we are all merely planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Chambers-centric world. We're just living on it. I mean, I feel like if I was... If we knew Jake McDormand, I feel like our universes would also revolve around him. I don't Likely. even know him and mine does. <laughs> That's a good they point. already do. But the KTs like, strike down all of... Um, all of Rusty's points. They say he's guilty. I don't know what that, like, why? Well, they call BS, and they are like, well, you were considering Omega Kai, which is true. He almost pledged it. Um, So they give him a second strike. Yeah. (laughs) And they say he needs to go demonstrate why he's a real KT. Mm -hmm. And he's clearly so butthurt that they're putting him through this, but he deserves it, because... He has a bad attitude. And also, like, he should be so thrilled to be doing this. All he wants to do is, like, mm. things for his brothers. Why yeah. is he acting like this isn't his favorite thing? Now at the Omega Kai house, Evan's sitting on a lawn chair and telling the pledges. I think they're, like, pruning the rose bushes or, like, something. With their hands. Yeah. But all Calvin has to do is hold a fan. <laughs> And the surly redheaded pledge. Um, his name is Trip. Trip. I wrote his name down oh my here. God. They only have T names in Trip. this fraternity. Trip, Trent. O'Toole, Trent. That reminds me of Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Remember the character Trip. Trip. I didn't That's watch it. That's the only other time I've ever heard that. Trip and Moody. Trip and Moody. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, he kind of has like an Irish accent in this part. I need to research the actor. Are you projecting? I Maybe I was projecting my own Irish hair? accent. No. <laughs> No, it's it sounded kind of Irish. Oh, okay. It could just be the red hair. And the pledge is like getting annoyed at Calvin. He's like, we know you're getting it easy. Like, how's that fan? Blah blah blah. And Calvin just kind of internalizes this. <laughs> um, so now Dale is packing up, um, and Rusty is complaining about his task of proving um, that he is a KT. Rusty is like, Dale, you never question where you are in life. And I kind of like this. Dale says it's his faith, and he knows, like, he just trusts that he's at the right spot in his life. And he says, um, I know a little bit about God's plan for you too, Rusty. And he says um, God told him they're going to be roommates again. It was kind of cute. Yeah, I know. This was like a pure, I feel like this is where they, they like kind of turn Dale's faith in like yeah. almost like a positive More light. Positive. And it's like, oh, they're, because it is true. It's like being religious isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-mm. No. Like it definitely can close your mind, I think, to some things as we've seen with Dale, but it's like, also there's like something really beautiful about it. Yeah, like. He's like, trust the process, essentially. Right. And uh, it is what Rusty needed to hear at that point. Yeah. They hug. 
And they Dale do? leaves. Yeah. And Dale. Oh, because he's leaving. Yeah. I was relieved. I thought that they were foreshadowing Rusty not being able to be there at three the next day. I did too. I, and like I thought maybe like the KTs were going to kidnap him or he was going to mm. forget. So yeah. I'm glad that he didn't let Dale down that way. That right. would be a sad way to end the year. Casey and Ashley, they're at Dobbler's and Casey's telling Ashley she applied to be a bartender at Dobbler's that summer. Okay. And then Ashley brings up the present for Rebecca, and she's kind of, like, about to tell her, like, you really should get it. I told her you had one. Um, But then Casey gets a phone call, and it turns out that it is Paula Baker in Washington, D.C., the ZBZ. She was a senator, is that correct? Congresswoman. Congresswoman. And she was offering Casey an internship because she had a last-minute opening. Funny how that works out. This scene is also funny, too, because they show the manager of Doppler's, like, calling someone, and we yeah. think it's him calling Casey, but it was actually Paula. Like Paula Baker. And Ashley's like, no, I just talked to him. He said you didn't get it. Yeah, she goes, you have no bartending experience. <laughs> she would be really... I feel like I could totally see her working at Doppler's, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you need to be able to make that many high-end drinks. Just a lemon drop. Right. Yeah, you probably just have to do a lot of that thing where you, like, take the foam off of beer. Right. <laughs> um, Casey goes, I didn't even apply. <laughs> I love yeah. when that happens when you just don't apply for a job, but you get a it. A huge job. A really congresswoman in Washington, D.C. She said Paula just thought of her. That's like happened to us down, so many times. down her number. It's like always happened to me. Yeah, that's happened <laughs> that's, a lot. That's how I've won every job opportunity I've ever had. <laughs> I actually did one time get called from somebody who I didn't apply Oh, that's cool. To get a job. Yeah. And then they didn't give it to me because I wasn't in LA and I was like, I will buy a play ticket. Oh my God. It happens to me a lot with like acting jobs. Like I'm offer only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. For unpaid acting jobs. <laughs> offer only for unpaid. But that's when um, Casey says that she's going to have to be, if she accepts, she'll have to be in DC in two weeks. Yeah. Damn. That's like a big. That's a big choice. No summer of love. They must have like had someone else who dropped out. That's what she says. Oh, got it. Okay, so somebody I guess dropped out, and Paula thought of her. Yeah, because she was such a shining star at nationals. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Casey is walking on campus, and she's discussing this with Lauren Conrad. Obviously, Who I just has been top of mind lately. Anyway, because she just did the podcast with uh, Kristen Cavallari and Steven from Laguna Beach. Oh. Discussing. I didn't even realize. I thought she was only the hills. I didn't realize she was on. Laguna oh my Beach. gosh! Have you? You've I never was, watched it, right? I was so sheltered like this whole time. Like I didn't get to watch any of this. When I literally like for years, once a year, would watch from Laguna Beach up to the hills because it's the story of her moving to LA. That's how the hills starts. Is so, she lives in Laguna Beach and she it's like the, her whole high school career and then her and Kristen Cavallari hate each other. Oh my and God. that's why Kristen comes back to the hills at the end when when uh, Lauren leaves. She like takes her spot as like the it girl. I need to watch this because everything you just said like gave me so much serotonin. It's so I mean when you it's an insane show because it's all stage. It's literally scripted, but like yeah. it's so good. It's Adam Devello, right? The same guy who did Selling Sunset. Yeah. Yeah, I love Selling Sunset. If, too. if you like Selling Sunset, this is five thousand times better. <laughs> I love that Lauren's in this like. I, it just like, I was like, who is Casey talking to? Then immediately when it, because I noticed it said special guest star Lauren Conrad Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Oh, I didn't even see that. And I was just waiting for her to appear, but I thought she was, 
I thought she was going to be, like, playing a character. Yeah, no, she's playing herself. But she was, like, such an it girl this time, I feel like. Like, I just saw a clip on TikTok of a commercial for an LG phone that doubled as a Oh, my year. God, yeah, I saw that with one. With Brody. Yeah. yeah, and it was, like, she. they really were everywhere. They covered Rolling Stone magazine, like, the whole cast. Like, they were huge. Yeah, they were our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, that was that should replace the president's faces. <laughs> she was so big. I just remember her huge. being, like... Yeah, like, she was so famous. You couldn't go anywhere without, like, she was a household name. I was obsessed with her. Obsessed. Yeah. I anyway. love her voice, too. She has that kind of, like, raspy. Yeah. Everything about her. And she's talking about a plot point from The Hills. Like, she's like, well, this is what happened when I had to choose between Paris or staying with Jason. Because famously, her high school boyfriend, Jason, who sucked, bought or rented this house in Malibu for the summer and... Lauren was an intern at Teen Vogue, and she got an offer to spend the summer with the internship in Paris. So she either had to choose between staying with Jason and trying to save their relationship, because it was terrible, Mm. or going to Paris, and she chose staying in Malibu. Oh my god. Real um, Ross and Rachel. Yeah, and so she was, like, they called her for the rest of the show, her boss said, You'll just always be the girl who didn't go to Paris. <laughs> Somebody Her commented. boss said that. Whoa. Somebody commented on the TikTok I made today with that. Yeah, that's what she says to her. Like, when they return and they've broken up, like, the next season. Was her boss Kelly Catrone? No. Later. Okay, but not Not at that point. It was some other woman who I don't remember. But, um, yeah, she was, I guess, or Lisa Love, I think, was her name or something like that. But she goes, I guess you'll just always be the girl who didn't go to Paris. Oh my god. And the relationship goes up in flames. So that's where the advice is coming from. Yeah, so Lauren says, um, you know, either way there's always going to be a what if. Mm -hmm. And then Ashley shows up (laughs) and she asks Lauren how she gets her hair so straight and shiny. Um, And Elsie is about to tell her secrets. And then this is unfortunately when Casey wakes up. She wakes up with none other than Rusty Cartwright just staring at her. Oh, and he's, you can tell he's dirty. Yeah, she, well, he, she says he smells like dog shit and his breath smells like the pond at Grandpa's house. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. So gross. It's very vivid. He's like almost climbing into her bed too. It's, I know. He's, uh, he's right He's like face. a troll. It's like, it's giving like waking your mom up in the middle of the night. My tummy hurts. I, I threw up. <laughs> oh my God. My... <laughs> But he also has literal dirt on his face, and for the yeah. rest of this episode, he has he's, like, actually dirty. Yeah, he is a dirty boy. He's, the smells his body is emitting, I you can don't tell. even want to think about it. And, yeah, he asked Casey, he's like, how did Cappy prove himself? Like, that's what he woke her up to find out. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, that is just to weed out the dorky pledges. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, this gives Rusty a light bulb idea. I know. I don't know how he got there. He knows he, what he, he needs says, to do. He says maybe he's being punished because he didn't pick KT right away. They said that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> maybe that he's like uh, possibly that could be why. And now he's gonna do something about it to prove himself. Yeah, it's almost like the ring girl idea that Casey had last episode. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what they think is a brilliant idea is actually just like... Like, where is this coming from? A really subpar idea. Wait, ring... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, she's like, I have an idea. Yeah, 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 I remember. 
So then we are outside DBC and Rebecca gives Casey her her big gift, which is this really cute like stuffed animal ZBZ cat. It looks like those bears that you could draw on and mm-hmm. then wash them. Oh my god, those I never had one, but I always wanted one. I always wanted one yeah. of those too. But also, then I would see them at my friend's house and be like, this is kind of gross. Yeah, they were a little bit They ugly. never really completely washed out. No. Right. Or the ones where you draw on it and then you turn the lights off and you could see, like, they had, like, glow-in-the-dark pens. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird concept, but um, it does look like that. And Casey's about to be like, oh, my God, sorry, Rebecca. But then Ashley rushes down at the perfect moment. She's like oh, you were just about to tell Rebecca about this gift that you got her, and it's this little box. But Rebecca is smart enough to know that Casey did not actually buy this gift. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what is it? And Casey doesn't know how to answer. She's like, it's something really awesome. And Rebecca's like, well, like, what does it look like? Or she just basically is keep, she's trying to call Casey on her bullshit Mm -hmm. here, but eventually ends up opening it and it's some Betsy Johnson earrings. (laughs) I didn't realize they were Betsy Johnson. Oh, I would know that pink tag anywhere. I didn't realize either. <laughs> they 100% were. I was a Betsy Johnson head. Yeah, you could tell Ashley is also a Betsy Johnson oh, head. Oh, yeah. It was, like, totally her style. Like, the big, like, chunky necklaces mm-hmm. and, like, the statement earrings. But Rebecca thanks her and, you know. It's very awkward. It's awkward. It's very clear that she didn't remember. And then we are at Casey's secret hideaway. The same one from the pilot where mm-hmm. she has that scene mm-hmm. with Kathy playing pool. Yeah. It's kind of like her spot she goes when she wants to be away from it all. Clear her mind. Clear her mind. Like, put on a tank top, grab a beer, and, like, grab the pool stick. Yeah, just her in the cute ball. Because <laughs> she's, like, really good at pool, too, have after you guys, that summer. Have you guys noticed how straight her hair is this whole episode? It is really straight. I she's bet they're using that. She's really feeling very serious. They're using the ceramic iron that Lauren recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's just so serious this episode, and I think that's why. It's like pin straight. She has a lot to think about. And so Cappy shows up, of course. I, he has a GPS tracker on her car. Like, how would he know she's there? Or maybe she did something to tell him no. she was there. No, a there's no signal? way. They're basically like... It, it's kind of paralleling the scene a little bit from the pilot. Mm-hmm. Casey's basically like saying, you know, she's trying to figure out what to do about the internship. She explains about she explains to Cappy that she has this opportunity, but she's not sure what to do about Max. Basically, he's giving her advice, but through not really through words, more through sexual tension through the eyes. Yeah, and Cappy also he guesses that her problem is that Max is having an emotional affair with. I think his World of Warcraft partner or something. Yeah, he's kind of making fun of Max. Yeah. And he's also, doesn't he also tell, yeah, he tells her to take the internship because mm-hmm. we know his ulterior motives here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think obviously it's because he's clearly still in love with her, but I I don't know. It's the right I advice. I think it was the right advice, so I, I can't, yeah. But he, yeah, I don't know. He's saying it because he wants them to break up, but I also think he is somewhat thinking about what the, the right thing is. And yeah. he says this when, like, she's really close to his face mm-hmm. and, like, clearly wants him to kiss her. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, why does Pool in the middle of the day make Miss Cartwright so horny? <laughs> yeah, there's something about this spot for them where, like, 
the hormones are raging. Yeah, it almost seems like they're about to kiss. Are we about to and kiss right now? He also <laughs> says um, you shouldn't discount the fact that you spent this entire year trying to find a foundation to build your future on, which mm-hmm. is very true. And the reason why she dumped him. Yeah. So. And it's, it is clear. She has put a lot of her identity into, like, who she's been dating mm-hmm. up until now. So definitely good advice on Cappy's part. And then we're back at CBZ, and Franny approaches Rebecca at this, like, little table. I don't remember what Rebecca was doing. Or was she making... Were they eating something, or, like... Uh, I don't... It was some sort of craft or activity. But she's just, like, chilling at this table. But Franny comes over with a box. And before she presents the box, Rebecca's like, how is your best friend or your BFF taken doing, like, at Nationals? And Franny's like, let's put the past in the past. Like, here's a gift. So she opens it. It's this bejeweled, like, pearl necklace. It looked like the Titanic necklace. No, yeah, it looked ridiculously expensive, like, uh, obscene. Best believe I am bejeweled. (laughs) Is that the lyric? Is it best believe? Best believe I'm still bejeweled. (laughs) Best believe Franny is still bejeweled, but it does look like the necklace. It looks expensive. It, it looks like she is going to throw it off the side of a boat. <laughs> and people will be... James Cameron will be down there looking for it. Yeah, but, like, before, really, Rebecca can even react. Casey's right there, and she's, like, ready to stop this whole thing. She wants to talk... Well, Casey wants to talk to Rebecca about the gift exchange, and Rebecca's like, later, let's not now. She decides to hear Franny out because she knows there's a catch with this. Yeah, and she says to Casey, like, at least Franny picked out her own gift. Yeah. Oof. True. Yeah. yeah, with Evan's credit card. I know. Yeah. With the Chambers International Business card. <laughs> so, basically, we know that Franny is scheming, and nothing Franny gives is ever without take. Oh, well, yeah. Casey is, like, trying to apologize for that, though, and Rebecca says, we'll talk later. Yeah. And, and then Casey walks away, and she turns back to Franny. Rebecca wants to hear out Franny's proposal, yeah. first and foremost. So then we're in, we're back in the rec room, and Calvin is confronting Evan. Evan's, like, studying, it seems, or, like, working on some paperwork, maybe with the realtors. <laughs> mm. And he, Calvin confronts him about how he's been getting special treatment, and... This scene is so weird to me. Like, Calvin, it's fine. Just accept it. He's, like, demanding not getting special treatment. But this is such a guy thing. I feel like during, like, fraternity stuff, like, I could totally see this happening. And Rusty would do this. Calvin would do this. Any of those guys would do this. It's about the brothers. I have to be treated the same. I would not be complaining. Of course. Because you're normal. Yeah, I would be like, I'm sorry these people around me are complaining about it. I'm going to take the special treatment. I don't want that beef stew poured on me. I hope it's beef stew. Yeah. Best case scenario, it's beef stew. Best case scenario, it's fresh beef stew. Yeah, then Evan explains that he's been giving him special treatment because he's his little brother, because they have that connection, and Calvin kind of turns it in his face, and he's like, you've been acting different since the trust fund. Yeah, he says, you're trying to show off that you're at Chambers. Like, 
okay, Calvin, it's fine. Yeah, and Evan's like, okay, you Calvin want it to wants be like to that? eat the rich. And then we they leave the room and we see this little door open, this like oh secret God. passageway in the rec room where Rusty has been hiding this whole it's time. Oh, so weird. He's covered in dirt. He slinks He's out. so dirty. I I could smell him through the TV. Why is he that dirty? I don't know. There wasn't a scene where they were making him dirty. He hid there that must bush. Have been something that was but... cut. Like, because there's no other reason. I don't why know. He'd be I dirty. think it's just to imply that he hasn't slept and he's in a disheveled state, but it's disturbing. He's stinky. He's been sweeping a chimney. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then. He's we... giving Oliver Twist. Exactly. He's very Oliver Twist here. Please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, Oliver without the manners. Oh my god, yeah, there'd be no please. Oliver no, Twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Twisting, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> So then we're at the scene with Casey and Max, and Casey's basically telling Max about the internship and how she has to leave in two weeks. And she's like, so this is, we're back in their room, or sorry, Max's room also. It's always like really dark in his room. Yeah. It's always nighttime. Um, There was no tickle fight in this scene. I mean, she's dumping him, basically. Yeah, and she's like, you're a science guy. If you fi- have they figured out how to be in two places at once? And he like doesn't realize she's joking. And he's like, "Oh, humor or something like that." It was a kind of a weird line, Max. <laughs> and he's like, "What if I go to DC with you?" And then she's like, "Well, then we'll have to say goodbye at the end of the summer." So she's basically like, "Either way, we're breaking up." Yeah. yeah. And she also says this really good line where she's like, I can't keep making decisions based on the guys in my life, like who I'm dating. It's a good point, Stan. I mean, Elsie really got in her mind and gave her really good advice. And she's like, I feel like I'm being selfish because this is kind of like just for me. But, you know, there are situations where it's good to be selfish like this one. And when you're 21 years old, like. Yeah. And you've been dating someone for a month. Yeah. So she kisses him goodbye, and it's honestly just kind of sad. She just leaves, and she looks back really quickly. She's, like, wearing these flare-out jeans. We get, like, a, we get a really, like, clear outline of the outfit she's wearing. And she's, like, holding her bag, and she looks back and then just closes the door. He's teary-eyed. He is teary-eyed, but he'll be fine, and so will she. It was a month, guys. And so then um, we're back at the rec room. Rusty steals the pledge paddle. He is so happy that he has it. And then as he's walking out of the house, um, he's like hiding, you know, in different passageways. And then Evan turns around and he sees him. And Rusty goes, oh, this isn't the Capitao house. (laughs) But Evan immediately starts chasing him and like screams. And then Rusty is like screaming bloody murder as he's like. (laughs) It's it's the freakiest scream I've ever heard. But he's so loud. You can hear him down all of Greek Road. They hear him in ZBZ. Everyone stops and like is like, what is that? And everyone immediately starts chasing him from the Capitao. Or from the Omega Chi house, you mean. Oh, yeah. From the Omega Chi house. So they are chasing him down the street. He is running as fast as he can. He's literally running for his life. Yeah. So the ZBCs hear him. They're like a little, they're phased for a moment and they move on. And then the Capitals. So they're about to start initiation and they like cannot find Rusty. Yeah, they can't find Rusty. Um, <laughs> Heath says he called his dorm a couple times. Like there's really no tracking him down. And the other pledges are blindfolded right now. Yes, like. Uh, ben Bennett, Pickle, they're all wearing blindfolds. Mm-hmm. And then they hear this scream and Cappy immediately recognizes it. Mm-hmm. And then basically Cappy like gets the troops together to go 
run and find out what's going on, but mm-hmm. the pledges stay blindfolded. Yeah, they're like, take your blindfolds off, and they're like, it's a test, it's a test, and they're making their way through the door, <laughs> like, bumping into everything, because they won't take their blindfolds yeah, off. Yeah, once again, they are an animated character. Yeah. It is so funny, but then we zoom out, and, like, the two, it's basically Braveheart. Like, it's the, literally We Are Sparta, or whatever, what was that movie, yeah. the Spartan movie? Like, yeah. it's an epic battle. There's so many, like, Omega Kais and KTs. I know. And they, it becomes a full physical altercation. Like, yeah. people would have died. Yeah. Had this not been, had this show not been more of a comedy. Yeah. This would not yeah. have ended so And Beaver's, pleasantly. like, yelling at the pledges to take off their blind, blindfolds. And Ben Bennett is like, I- I'll just check. I'll just check. I think it's, and everyone's saying, no, 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 it's a test. It's a test. And Ben Bennett takes it off a little bit and immediately gets socked in the face. Oh. It's I know. Rough. And then one of the other pledges has like really has like really good, you know, self defense skills and he like is still blindfolded but is like yeah. senses is someone it, coming to him. Is it pickle? It, it might have been pickle. pickle. Um also we see in the shuffle Rusty drop the paddle and Evan picks it up. Ooh, yes. That's a big moment because then later on, Evan smacks Rusty so hard with the paddle. Yeah, so he, hard. So he like is like trying to get his attention. Yeah. And he turns around. And it is so hard that I gasp. Like, yeah. it is like, that is a kill shot. It would have definitely, like, caused some brain damage. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a concussion, absolutely. For sure. It's, oh, my God. It's like a sucker pun. It is so... It was scary. Icky. But Cappy is luckily there, and he punches Evan back mm-hmm. to defend Rusty. But this whole thing is, like... It's, I'm surprised, like, the, the campus police didn't get involved. Yeah, the one time Huck yeah. isn't there. The one time we really needed them. Still tired from Kurt. Yeah, he's still... <laughs> they're still working on Kurt. Uh, Kirk. <laughs> they're still booking him. <laughs> so, yeah, that scene ends, but definitely, like, there's some comedic elements to it, but there's some really dramatic elements to it. Mm-hmm. Then we're at Omega Chi Initiation. Mm-hmm. And all the guys have, like, bruises and, like, cuts on their face. Then Evan says that there was one pledge who was chosen to carry the burden. And we see Calvin has been holding his arms out, like, straight. He's holding holding the pledge book. With a pebble on it. Yeah, and he's had to do it for three hours. So finally he can put his arms down. And Calvin has, like, a hard time doing that. And, like, the redheaded... Trip. trip comes over and he thinks that Calvin's giving him a hug but his <laughs> arms are just like so stiff like he cannot yeah. put them down and I think this is where Calvin and Evan have a little conversation yeah because I guess Calvin didn't know about the fight yeah he was too busy holding the book like he That's leaves right. the, he leaves that room with the book he wasn't involved in the fight Mm-mm. But Evan tells Calvin that him and Rusty are even. He was like, well, it was to protect the house. And Calvin's like, from Rusty? Right. Yeah, and Calvin's really upset by this. Because it's also like, let it go. Like, you, at the end of the day, you're Chambers and Rusty is Rusty. Exactly. Like, you have everything, like... You won. You won already. Even if you don't punch him back, you won. Rusty's smaller, weaker, less rich. Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, and Calvin's upset by that. So then we're at Capitao and Rusty's icing his face with like a big bottle of vodka. Rusty, he's like laying on the pool table. Or actually, is there a pool table? (laughs) 
He's laying on something. Yeah, he has got cotton balls. He looks bad. Mm. He looks really swollen. And Cappy's like, why were you doing that? Like, what was the point of this? And Rusty's like, I thought it was, like, the only way I could prove myself to be a Capitao. And Cappy's like, what are you talking about? Like, this was, you didn't have to do that. You could have just gotten his beer like the other guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's saying, like, we don't actually, like, drop a pledge every year. The only one who has ever dropped is Bing, and that was on his own accord. Yeah, he's like, Cappy tells him no more overcompensating. Mm Mm-hmm. Which tall ask. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But Rusty definitely needs to hear that. So then we're at Capitao initiation. And then they're all celebrating. Music starts playing. And they go out to the backyard. And it's this massive party. And everybody's congratulating Rusty. And then it's kind of cute. Casey shows up to like, she stopped by to congratulate him. Because he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at initiation. She's like, I wanted to come by and say congrats. Yeah. And... Um, he says he's a brother now, and she goes, I can attest from personal experience, you're a great one, which is nice. I really love cute. their I don't know sibling how true moments. It is, but... Yeah, I, I don't know how true that is either, but I do love their cute sibling moments. Mm-hmm. We haven't really had one in a while. Yeah. I mean, maybe we actually get one, like, almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> it just had, it feels like it's been a while. And then Cappy approaches Casey and asks how, like, the dilemma's going. Because the last time we saw them together was that really sexual, tense moment. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to Washington. And he's like, good luck. Because then subconsciously, I think he's thinking, oh, awesome. That means they're probably going to break up. Mm -hmm. And then Max is in his dorm. He is full on spiraling. It's dark in there again. It's always so dark in there. It's really weird. He needs to open a window. Yeah. Somebody get him a lamp. (sighs) And then he... It's like... My room in our old apartment yeah. where you gave me the lamp finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when we're like doing like Zoom in podcasting in the winter and like at five o'clock and by six, like I was just like in the pitch black. Yeah. Like I'm just like a glowing face. <laughs> and then he calls, we see him call Caltech. I don't yeah. think we really see what he's going well, to do yet. Yeah, but, but we, we know. Kind of we know. have an idea, this, something. This is where Max loses me. Yeah. yeah. It's too simpy. I'm out on Max. It's not even that. It's it's creepy. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you've been cre- dating well, for I a mean, month. simpy is creepy. Yeah. But, like, yeah. that, it's just, it's, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. I know. Like, that is a, such a bad idea, and Casey would never want that. Yeah, it's no also a bad way. idea for his career too because yeah. we later find out that he was offered grant money from Caltech mm-hmm. too, and I think it's objectively just a better school than CRU. I mean, I mean Caltech is Prince the Caltech is like the best place you could go if you were like an engineering physics like STEM person. And yeah. CRU is fictional. Yeah. And CRU is fictional, but it's it's also like a place you go when you get kicked out of Bob Jones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's not necessarily creme de la creme. Right. Okay, well, Rusty program. turned down MIT. So. That's true. They have a world-renowned honors engineering program, just so you know. Yeah, so we... Yeah. Max takes the phone call. We don't really hear him say anything, but we know we're going to find out later. Then we're at CBZ initiation, and all the initiates, is that what you would call them? Mm-hmm. They're wearing white dresses, mm-hmm. and they're blindfolded as well. It was very much the same vibe as our initiation, <laughs> like white. I was going to say, Except I have a for feeling. We were blindfolded we, at a certain yeah. point. 
I, was I think maybe we weren't. But the black and white is like similar of a lot of like rituals. I think it's pretty standard. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it just looks so different than the fraternity initiation. Yeah. It reminded me of Pitch Perfect. Like, you know, when they have that scene with the blindfolds. Yeah. And Franny comes marching in in a red dress. Red dress, red lip. <laughs> red, a strong red lip. It's a power move. And she barges in and she's like, girls, take off your blindfolds or something <laughs> along those lines. But basically, the girls start... Well, she hands Ashley her her pin. Oh, that's right. And Ashley's... Yeah. She's like, I'm moving out of the house. And Ashley goes, okay, I don't need your pin for that. Like, you can just give up your you room. You don't need to, like, deactivate. Yeah, you Casey, need to deactivate. Casey's like, yeah, you can just move out. And she goes, no, um, I'm starting an, I'm starting another sorority. Or I'm doing another sorority. And Casey's like, you can't do that. Like, once, it's against the it's rules. It's against the rules. Yeah. Once you, like, are fully in and she's she says well I'm starting a new sorority oh my god and she's like I put the rental on the house today so we learned that that's what her and Evan were doing with the realtor I didn't even put two and two together until we started talking about why it. would he be excited for that but that's Skiing? the thing I guess to like give it to Casey yeah and also can you even do this well yeah I mean sure it would be weird but they actually go about it in a way that's realistic like Like you could theoretically but theoretically realistic yeah also like this is the way that like this is why Evan's mom wanted to give the stipulations for the trust fund. Yes. Because they're using it in really dumb ways. For your weird girlfriend who you <laughs> already said you didn't even like before you started dating, you're going to give her a huge check to, to rent, rent a out mansion. To rent a full-out mansion. To, yeah, to rent a 20-room home. Yeah. It's so insane. I mean, I do love this for Franny, though, because sure. she's, a, she's a great cult leader. Oh, She is. Sure. And just, like... The optics of it all, the red dress, the marching and during <laughs> she knew initiation. exactly what time to come She in. literally goes like, let's go, girls. And like 80% of the sorority leaves. I know. Yeah. Like Brenda's leaving. A lot of the initiates are leaving. Um, what's the dumb girl that we met? Like the airhead? Oh, yeah. I, Becca I or never Be- Becky? Or... I think Becky or something. The blonde girl. I think it's Becky. Yeah. I don't remember. We've talked about her before. She's like, oh, okay, bye, Casey. Bye. I know. She has this very, like, airy voice. And only the bad ones are staying, like Laura. <laughs> yeah, Laura. <laughs> Laura would never leave. Laura, her ride or die. Yeah, so Rebecca's kind of torn. I don't even think Franny would take her. <laughs> yeah, she, like, wasn't allowed. <laughs> Rebecca's torn, and then we see her, like, look at Ash and Casey, and then she... She doesn't move. Yeah, well, she doesn't move. We don't know. But at the, in the meantime, too, Ashley's trying to summon everyone back with her wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has, like, a little wand with a rhinestone uh, tiara. tiara. Yeah. Um, but that's the last... I think the last scene we see is Rebecca looking torn. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. It's definitely a cliffhanger. And then the mid-season finale ends. And we'll see you after summer break. Yeah, we'll see you after summer break. Oh, my God. See you next time, sisters. Will Rebecca stay or will she go? Oh my god, I can't imagine watching this live. Like, I would have been, like, on the edge of my seat. Because the next, like, the season, or mid-season finale, they don't come back until March 30th. Oh my god, so it was six, a full, they probably had to film the rest of the... Oh, yeah. And then at the, it's also interesting, too, because at the at the start of the next episode, they say, what you, this is what you missed last season. 
Yeah, I know. And I was like, hold on a second. So I guess it is almost <laughs> like a not baby knowing season. we were on the mid-season finale. <laughs> Wait I, yeah, a I minute. Knew, I knew this was, this was a very epic ending, but I didn't realize at first that it was the full mid-season yeah. finale. Yeah. They, I mean, I think just with how show schedules used to work, like, yes, there was 22 episodes or whatever in a season, but the mid-season finale was essentially treated as... Yeah, because you yeah. had to pay for so much to probably be in production. and like Right, and I think just the way the filming schedule like worked and mm-hmm. stuff crazy but um that was a good cliffhanger that was like i mean like if you did you guys see this coming with franny no No. i did not see that i mean i love this plot line i love this plot line i love it yeah i did not see this coming at all franny has reached peak villain she's she's involved and i feel like she i want like a franny spinoff like i'm i would be fully in support of that I don't know. I don't if know I if I could take it. that much, Franny, but yeah. I do love her. Yeah. <laughs> um, winner, Franny. <laughs> not okay. not for the way that I'm like in like loving her, but yeah. like she pulled the ultimate power move. The fact that she left with that many girls, like you got them to leave, probably like the best, one of the best or the best sorority to go into the great unknown. Like, and she's not you, paying for a single dime. Yeah, she. You're the ultimate cult leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Nexium, move over. Bye, Keith Ranieri. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody calls sounds like a call. Franny Ranieri. <laughs> yeah. She's running it. Like, yeah, she got someone else to bankroll the entire thing. She got however many girls to go with her. Like, that is impressive. It's evil. It's powerful. But it's impressive. Who's your winner? Ooh, I'm, hmm, I'm trying to think. Like, I really don't think. I didn't think that there were a lot of clear winners in this. I'm saying Dale, because I thought he had some sweet moments, and I liked this as the end to his year. Yeah. I think he really, like, grew a lot this year, and now he's off for summer break, and I just think he had a good showing. He was a supportive friend, and he was just, yeah. like, emotionally there for It was a good episode for him. We, like, saw some ma- yeah. maturity. Yeah. With but, Dale. like, other, like, I feel like the big players in this episode, I'm like, know that any of you won i mean i get what jacqueline's saying about franny i just i i don't know that i can give her my i mean she's evil (laughs) it was a supporting role like heavy episode i think like for me maybe winner is rebecca because Mm -hmm. of how she handled the gift exchange and also because she herself is so powerful like Mm -hmm. even the fact that it it leaves on what decision will rebecca make yeah it really shows how powerful her character is Mm -hmm. um my loser is Max because I just am like freaked. No, it yeah. really scares me, and I just feel like I don't even want to say this because I don't want to spoil anything. But like, not immediately telling Casey he's doing that, right? Is really like I just feel like it takes a turn towards manipulation, which I don't think he's intending on, but that's what it is. But also like to make such a huge life decision based on her right after she said, "I'm not basing decisions on guys." It's on like, guys, you're not important enough to her. To do this right now, yeah. yeah. So go do your thing. It's right. young, stalker. Don't it's do that. Scary. Yeah. It's weird. It's smothering. I just Queenie, really don't like it. Energy. And then it's like, yeah, like oh no, like somebody can't break up with you because you did, uh, you know, it's like, just like, what I sacrifice for you. Like yeah, obviously, I don't know what happens, but I'm pretty sure just the way shows are set up that Casey doesn't end up with Max. Like, <laughs> and now he's made this horrible move. Yeah, and it's just like also if they did stay together, then. Every time you get into a fight like that, he could easily be like, "Well, I gave up, you yeah, know, this exactly. huge opportunity for you." It's like something to hold over someone's head, and it just like creates inequity 
in that very, very young relationship. Yeah. <laughs> One month. <laughs> yeah, I think my other loser is also Evan. Like, I think he just took everything too far Ooh. with the paddle and could have actually killed Rusty. Yeah. That was scary. Evan for attempted homicide. <laughs> I'm going to go Rusty solely on the goldfish drinking scene. Oh, yeah. And just for majorly over, when it, hearing Cappy say he's overcompensating was it just like, that was, it hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, per huge. But yeah. it wouldn't be the end of the midseason without making Rusty a loser. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining, joining us down on this fun run down, down memory lane. lane. Bye. Ciao.